Welcome to the Broken Sun. folks it's matt here just a note that about the first half of this we were having some audio issues with keekers's file i have cleaned it up as best as i can but just a note if you hang in there it improves welcome back everyone to specters of a broken sun season two of stories of a broken sun i'm matt your friendly guide here on the podcast my pronouns are he and him you can find me on twitter at ycaliber or follow the show at broken sun rpg we're also on patreon Uh, Though, if you are thinking of supporting us on Patreon, I would urge you during this time of coronavirus crisis to seek out people who need support more than we do. You can find a lot of uh, things under, for example, the trans crowd fund hashtag on Twitter uh, would be a good place to look to spend your money. Before we introduce everybody, I want the podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Quetlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. You can also support Indigenous land protectors by visiting unistotin.camp and learning about the ongoing fight against invasive and illegal pipelines and other projects which ignore the sovereignty of the Indigenous peoples and their ownership of the land. Reconciliation is dead, but revolution is alive. Today, we've got a pretty full house. I am joined by a wonderful group of individuals who are here to entertain all of us in these trying times. It's going to go from what I can see in the video window here. From left to right, we've got Michael Blood. Howdy, everyone. It's me, Mike Blood. On Twitter, I go by Goodster Blood. My pronouns are they and them, both in real life and online. For the purposes of this podcast, I will be playing Slip, but possibly also Emran Pak. And I'm going to hope neither of them die. That's a good hope to have and one that we all share. Uh, speaking of sharing, the most generous and kind-hearted course is uh, Velvet. Thank you, Matt. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. My pronouns are she, Fei. And I'll be playing uh, Maeve, the mother of monsters, she, her, and Augustus, they, them, who is also very kind-hearted and generous. (laughs) Uh, They are certainly generous with (laughs) themselves. Okay. And uh, in addition to that, we have got with us today, Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as B.S. Biscuit on the interwebs. I am she, her, and today I will be playing uh, Keva, who is she, her, and C.D., who is they them and in a right pickle right now indeed we have got pickles all around and today we have our special guest with us uh trudy Would you like to introduce yourself hi i'm trudy uh, my pronouns are they them and i'm playing zora uh, who goes by she her excellent and thanks so much for making it out to the session tonight all right by my calculations you should all have just finished listening to the special side session we had with zora's escape so you're all up to date on that when last we left off however all of our variety of difficult situations but triumphant all the same the sunbreakers and slip uh, had been quite successful in storming the broadcast station owned by Watang media group and evading detection before they were able to crash the sim 
and hijack that signal power to broadcast a wave message down to the habitat. They did that in order to warn them about the impending invasion of the Hygian logistocracy, a group with which we are familiar because I'm sure everybody by now has listened to the Asteroid Blues one-shot on our feed from in between seasons one and two. So they are here outside the habitat, and the Solar Free State is finding a way to bring them inside so they can use that military force to basically conquer Gov's domain and uh, potentially just move in there at long last. So whether that means they've found some way to combat the effects of the uh, nanoparticles in the air that break down their particular robotic bodies, or whether it means they found some way to mass control living people's bodies with their own minds, hard to say. Something we'll have to discover through play and investigation. Meanwhile, CD and one of Terry's proxies set up a, an amiibo party. So they set up some Roombas with amiibos as a distraction to basically provide cover for the group infiltrating the broadcast station. And uh, yeah, they ran into Frog the Bounty Hunter and his partner, Mr. Toad. Uh, meanwhile, uh, from the last session with Zora, Zora was able to escape from the Resistance Medical Facility where they had been on the verge of installing a smart bob uh, into her spinal column uh, with the help of Matt Damon and presumably Zonin somewhere, though Matt Damon had to part ways with Zora uh, at the edge of the uh, war zone in order to go and try to recover Zonin wherever he was, with Mandakai providing air support. Zora then made her way to the 88 Express, where she met up with Empy, an erstwhile ally of hers, uh, that she first met at a sunfall many months ago now. Empy uh, was very happy to see her, but he did need her to go on a rescue mission right away, with which uh, she went on with one of Terry's proxy bodies providing life support in its motorcycle mode. So all of this is happening at once. We're, you know, jumping back and forth with dramatic, uh, you know, editing, showing one scene in one corner of the screen and the other in the other corner as they get closer and closer together. The one side takes up more and more of the screen until we find ourselves back in the broadcast station, which is where we will begin our role play tonight. You have successfully sent your message. The sim is crashed. You are in a room with three guards and three dozen employees. Everyone is looking at you. The guards are getting ready to attack. Out in the hallway, there was another group of patrol on their way to put you into a bit of a pinch. A pickle, indeed. What's going on here in this room? Well, uh, I think last time I was like trying to lock the door or hold people off. Had like how was she helping hack? Yes, Keva had attempted to pull some of the consoles out of the wall to block the door, but uh, had been stimmied by the strong cables that hooked them up to the infrastructure of the building. That's something you could continue working on if you wished. Let's see what everyone else wants to do first. I know there's two guards left now because I managed to uh, decommission one. That's true. Yes, you did. Okay, so, um, Keva, you want to barricade the door? Well, I don't know if she actually will be now that we've put the message out. I guess we need to, like, skedaddle. Yes, it would probably be a good idea to find a way out of here as soon as you can. And there may or may not be alternate routes out of this room. That would be something you'd have to discover if you wished. Uh, but if you have another way you want to escape, now's the time. Okay, well, Maeve, it looks like the message has been uploaded. I don't know if anyone got it, but, you know, um, would you mind looking at that map to see if there's another way out of here? Can I toss the map at Keva, just because I think I'm probably more focused on taking out the remaining two guards 
before they avenged their comrade. I'm fine with it. That's up to you. You, you three should play out how you want the scene to go, and then we'll make rolls where we need to. Okay. <laughs> Kevin will take it. I don't know how successful she will be, though. Okay. Uh, do you want to study the map in this moment, or do you have something else you want to do with it? I guess I will study. I have no guys in it. Well, you know what the options are, right? Uh, how many gambits do we have left? Two, I think. I think we've got two at the moment. And you've got, you know, there's always push yourself or get assistance. Uh, though I think Slip is the only one who could assist you, and I don't know what they're up to right now. I, I believe Slip was having a bad time. Slip or is not doing well. Okay. Does the Slip have uh, any study? Because Kevin could pass the map to them and cover them. Uh, I think the Slip is probably better for taking cover and looking at the map while you two handle things. Okay. I will get us out somehow. So I guess Bane throws it to Keva, and then Keva throws the map to Slip, and then starts, like, she's got one tendril of hair, like, come up like a shield, and the other one is doing kind of spear attack coming out as she stands in front of Slip. I love that. To protect them, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put a little clock in here for the remaining two guards. Okay, I'm not very good with maps. Here you go, Slip. I hope you're better. I haven't read something in a very long time. That doesn't really fill me with confidence, but you you do it. Slip's smiley face display goes into a determined emoji face okay. as they stare at the map. Should I roll a scrap for defense? You and Maeve have basically the same goal here, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe one of you could do a setup and the other could do an action, or you can do a group action, or one of you can aid the other. These are all options you can follow. Okay, I still only have one stress. Um, if you have more, I could leave it. Uh, sure, if you don't mind. I do not mind at all. All right, go for it. So you're in a risky situation. This is, you're not outnumbered. So uh, I'll call this standard effects for you. Do I have to die? Is there helping? No, you're doing a group action, okay. right? right yeah, so yeah. you both roll scrap. Okay, just take the risky biggest standard. Over. Just making sure. The classics. Ooh, I have a six. There's a six. Oh, and oh, a and crit. crit. Oh. All right. Oh. Nice. An actual crit. An actual crit. Okay, that's very good. Uh, let's see. Broadcast room guards. Standard on a crit. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to fill this up. Tell me how the two of you take out these guards so effectively. I feel that you have to do the honors. Sure. I think uh, we'll divide and conquer. And while Keva is making one like back away under threat of the hair spear, I'm going to just bash one into the wall. And as they stagger, kind of pick them up by the leg like a club and use them to knock the other one out. <laughs> uh. Remind us what Maeve looks like right now. I think, uh, not, not messing around with the mutations too much, I think he still just kind of looks, you know, vampy kid in the Victorian gown, but I think, like, one hand has, like, the D- Lady Death Strike claws out, and then one is just, like, a big, like, bulging chitin arm. I think, mm. like, the Charger from Left for Dead. Awesome. Uh, and Keva's in a disguise, right? <laughs> is she yes. still wearing oh, the, yeah. uh, the King Tut mask? Yeah, yes, that's right. The King okay. Tut mask. Just making sure. Okay, so yeah, you you slam your way through the two remaining guards. Slip, uh, you've got the map there. Are we trying to use this uh, old map, or are you going to get out of this room? What's the temperature you're feeling? I think while the now that the guards are completely disposed, I think Slip is going to use their momentary connection to the to the computers uh, to the computer hardware in this communications hub to try to find the best route out. Okay, so what action are you looking at for that? I'm hoping a tomb, but I'm happy to study. Okay, uh, you've got the map as well, so that should improve your, your effects. All right, yeah, so are you trying to talk to the computer systems in here to get them to help you out, or are you just uh, looking to get into them and find information? 
Hmm. I think, yeah, Slip is trying to brute force it, so probably less nicety. Okay. That's probably hack then. All right. If you're doing the brute force, I would say for standard effect, you'd want hack on that. Then I'll give hack a, a shot. Okay. You're uh, still risky, and the effect on this will be standard, as I said. Risky standard. I'm going to spend a gambit. Yeah. Oh, and you gained a gambit back on that six you just rolled on scrap there. So we're still at two, even if I use one. Yeah. I got a four, which is like a crit. Yep. Uh, in some ways. Uh, okay, so you got a four. So I think I am going to tick the escape facility box for you, and you get one tick on that. The four. Uh, as a consequence, I'm going to tick the mystery bad clock, which fills mystery bad clock. Okay, so uh, we'll find out what that is in just a moment. Oh, boy. So you uh, hack your way through the cyberspace, you know, uh, systems here. The ice is no match for you as you crack your way through. And you find the information that you're looking for. There is an emergency exit that you can use from this room. You will probably have to get past the three dozen employees who are still in here. Uh, I don't know if they're planning to try and stop you or anything, but uh, the room is fairly full of people doing their jobs. But you found a way out that you can access from here. Sick. You found a way out? Yeah, it looks like it's just on the other side of the room past all the bodies. Okay. So Keva is going to turn the spear hair into another shield and basically try to part them at the Red Sea with her shields. Way cooler than what Moses did, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, this sounds... What, what action are you thinking of for this? I think this is either another scramble or a scrap. Are you planning to hurt them? No, it is literally then just... I would say scramble. Way. Okay. Yeah, I would say scramble for that. Okay, risky. Yeah, still risky, still standard effect on this. There are a lot of people. I would normally say limited effect, but... Uh, what? Oh. Okay. Oh, right. no. That's oh, a nah. That is a bad. All right. Wasn't was me this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's worse than the mystery bad clock, Matt? Uh, a mystery bad clock followed by a one. That's what's worse than it. Mm. Uh, I think it's, it turns out all the employees have stun rods. Yeah, this poncho gets destroyed. No, that's an unacceptable consequence. So you you put out your two shields and you're gently moving people to the side as they go. Uh, and they're surprisingly passive in this whole process. They're just like, they don't really know how to respond to this. You get the impression that a lot of them were in the sim and then you crashed the sim. So they're probably experiencing some dump shock at the moment, uh, which is why they're staggered. Uh, you're moving your way through them towards this secret uh, exit in the back of the room, which is uh, underneath a bank of consoles there. And you see, as you approach it, it actually starts to open, which, hey, good news, right? You know, that's where you want it to go. Obviously, Slip, in, uh, in their hacking, opened it up. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not good news. So the, this panel in the floor opens up. It's like a trap door. And the elevator thing that's coming from below rises up. There's a bit of steam, a hydraulic like as it brings it up. And uh, standing there, holding a shield in one hand and a baton in the other, with a mask, a helmet covering half of their face, is Whiskey Tango. Son of a... Oh. You just hear a bunch of expletives and dial-up tones from the back of the room. Citizens! The voice booms out of this imposing figure with their Judge Dread-like section blue uniform. I would urge you to lay down your weapons and prepare to surrender. That's not physically possible, dingus. You can't call him a dingus? <laughs> Keekers? Can't say that. Go off, Keekers. 
Um, yeah, so Whiskey Tango uh, slams their uh, baton against their shield, and the baton sparks to life. It's one of those shock batons that Whiskey Tango and Section Blue love so much, and they take a defensive position as they're looking at you. Citizens, if you refuse to surrender, then I will be left with no choice but to subdue you through appropriate force. And the other consequence that we have here that was the bad clock by the way oh. whiskey tango tracking down slip this isn't even the bad part guys oh. <laughs> it ain't over folks and the other consequence once they slam their baton into the shield there there's an answering slam from the hallway outside the door as three more figures in section blue attire appear kind of like frames her neck and is like okay one's easier to take her of the three <laughs> yeah let me just pull up this note here all right section blue do you know this person? Intimately. You see a glitchy happy face emoji on their heads up display, <laughs> on their like face screen. Now whiskey, says the person in the middle of this trio of section blue figures, you know that this is our color. Well, I generally don't like to agree with Guy Manson. Oh. I have to in this case. Oh. These it- people are fugitives from our justice. That's right. And they destroyed our bodies. It's time for payback, says Gunner Stone. Yes, it's that trio of Section Blue officers you tangled with before. Dick Hardman, Guy Manson, and Gunner Stone. They're all here in fresh new cyborg bodies. I hate them. Fully geared up this time. In fact, they have brought bigger weapons than before. But they had such big weapons before. (laughs) Look, they're clearly compensating for something. Mm. What would Dick Hardman need to compensate for? I couldn't say. Low SAT scores, naturally. (laughs) So he's holding something that looks kind of like a bazooka. Guy Manson has got a shield similar to Whiskey Tango's, but he has got a crackling electrical whip that he's holding. He (gasps) gives it a lash. And uh, Gunner Stone, instead of having that big sniper rifle he had last time, Gunner Stone is holding two submachine guns. And then has mounted over his shoulder an anti-personnel cannon. Oh my god! He's gosh. also got, you can see, mounted, holstered on his hips, a pair of six shooters. That don't look <laughs> practical, but they are very big. He looks so cool. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're surrounded. Oh my gosh. I mean, be so upset they missed this. Is that the giant man? They were the guys that we fought to get Harry back. I have an idea. It's a bad one, but I have an idea. <laughs> I'm over one. I'm going to mess with Whiskey's head. Oh, I can help. Maybe not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've started clocks for these people. One for each group. One for Whiskey Tango themselves because they're a rival. They get their own clock. And then a different clock for Dick, Guy, and Gunner. What was your plan here, Slip? I had the idea that I could use side dancing. Yeah. Just want to make sure I'm not going to die if I use it. I can push myself and then I could spend a gambit instead of paying stress. I think I can use side dancing. To make Whiskey believe that Dick Guy and Gunner are actually like resistance fighters in disguise, trying to fool him. Okay, so you would have to push yourself, which is to stress, and then spend... Okay, so you're not spending stress for any additional effect, so you'd have to push yourself for two stress then? And I think because of the way I could spend a gambit instead of paying that stress. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Word. So we're down to one gambit. But All right, what does this look like? Slip with the the glitchy robot face on there i think it was like a what's the word like a vending machine vi face that i stole long ago yeah it starts to break apart and then we get an interior shot of whiskey tango's helmet 
and the the heads up display that he's got like a doom guy reads the dick guy and gunner like it creates a bunch of like false like facial reads on the people in those section blue outfits and his helmet is making them look like or making them register as uh wanted criminals okay so we should probably do a roll to see how uh if there are any unforeseen effects here i'd love to so you're you're basically attuning here so uh let's do an attune at risky and we will do hmm, whiskey tango limited you mean he's resistant to psychic manipulation he is your rival specifically slip i know i i do (laughs) hate this man are you sure it's not desperate I think we're risky still. All right. Nobody has opened fire yet. They're still waiting for you to surrender. That's a baby crit with two fives. Okay. So you got a five. This succeeds. You are able to rewrite his HUD and Whiskey looks at it. And as he's about to respond to, to the trio, he pauses and he squints at his uh, HUD showing that they are, you know, uh, it says resistance agents or something like that. He's like, now hold on here. Have the three of you gone rogue? And he starts shifting his stance somewhat to be a stance to deal with a larger group of people. You know, he's a highly trained killing machine. Uh, and you see the, uh, the stun baton points out in front of him and, uh, he presses a button under his shield and the shield becomes slightly thinner, uh, because two parts of the shield fold down onto his arm and then flip over onto his back. And, uh, then they see them sticking up over his shoulders they clamp down over his shoulders, these two elements of the shield, and there's a hissing sound. And all of a sudden, he like bulks up. He seems to grow in mass. I put him in mecha mode. Yeah, he's he's bulked up. He's gotten bigger, more massive, sort of like uh, Bane in the bad movie Bane was in. The worst movie Bane was in, I should say. I don't know if the that's Schumacher the Burton. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's like his physiology is swelling. As he gets bigger, his head doesn't increase in size, but the rest of him does kind of balloon up into larger musculature. Uh, This is clearly some function of his modified cyborg body going into beast mode, as it were. The consequence here is that your position is desperate now for the group of you. We all have XP soon. And the trio go like, what are you talking about? Are you going screwy in the head again, Whiskey? Then uh, let's see. Gunner is like, if we have to take out all of them and whiskey, then we'll take out all of them and whiskey, if that's what's needed. And uh, he slams his submachine guns against his thighs. It's completely unnecessary, but it looks like he's reloading, even though it's already loaded and ready to go. And he holds the guns up, what? like arms akimbo, and then he like crosses them, and he's like looking, thinks he's looking super cool, holding the submachine gun sideways. He's very excited for this moment. And uh, the guy is uh, looking there as well, and he says. If that's what it's come to, I never did like you much, Tango. So you're about to be in the middle of a firefight, which is why your position is desperate. Nice. Uh, what are we doing? I duck. Okay. Uh, as much as a robot can. I took the whiskey Tango clock twice there. Can Kemba, like, use her hair to grab Maeve and to her and shield them? If, the, if your players are okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Please protect me. <laughs> I hope you're okay with me grabbing you. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So you're just bringing them to, you're bringing them in closer to you in case you need to protect them. Yes. Maeve, Slip, are you doing any, or Maeve, are you doing anything else in this moment before things go bad or worse? I mean, if he bulked up, then I want to bulk up. Yeah. How, uh, in what way are you bulking up? What does this look like for us? Violent, rapid, caterpillar metamorphosis. 
Yes. What, what um, characteristics does Maeve take on here? Is my question. I think. Oh, I don't know. Do I want to go like? Do I want to go full kaiju? <laughs> you could go Ma- full kaiju. Mothra. Can I? Trying to think. I don't know. Uh, so I was thinking like more sleek armor, like kind of like those bone plates Kerrigan grows when she becomes like primeval. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to get like like buff. <laughs> See, it's your call. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want to bulk out. I just want to like you know go a little bit slimmer. I mean, if you want to build yourself for speed, that would certainly make sense because you already, I believe, declared and used armor. You cut out there, or was that last session? So yeah, I mean, what? Think about what shape you want to be. Is there any particular action you want to take, Keva? Like you've moved them over. Do you want that to be a setup role, or are you just having that be a fictional positioning thing? That's like a fictional, a fictional positioning because now I will do the setup which is air shields again. Okay. AKA way shields. Yeah. Okay. How does this work? Or does it just do that thing? Way shield. You can block blaster bolts with the way. Uh, That's like okay. a, if yeah. we get hit, sort of. Yeah. It allows you to resist with resolve if you need to. And you spend one stress to redirect the fire. Okay. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. Mm. Does your hair do the, the spinning lightsaber thing? Like when they fight the droidicas? Um, it will if the blaster bolt comes towards us. At this point, it's just stationary. Okay. I think uh, while Maeve is thinking about what form she wishes to take, we're going to hop over to our other scene. CD, uh, when last we left off, Terry's uh, proxy had been immobilized by the goo gun of Mr. Toad, and uh, Frog the Bounty Hunter was approaching you. He has some binders that he's aiming to get uh, put on you. He says, All right, and honey, let's get these put on your wrists. Okay, well, first of all, I'm really not into that. Uh, not, not, not my thing. Second of all, no. I wasn't really, like, offering an alternative option here. Is you come with me. I get paid. Me and Mr. Toad can go off and get ourselves a nice house in the core. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. I wish I could, you know, kind of let us go. But unfortunately, I have a couple things to do. You know why I like Twinkle Park? Uh, I, I can't say. Uh. From all the information I have, last time you were here, you got your your butt right kicked. Oh, this happened way before then. When I first came to Twinkle Park, it was when The Sim first opened up, and I could finally bring my daughter to an amusement park, because, you know, we didn't have amusement parks on the station before then, so when she was growing up, she really missed out but on important childhood memory. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry for info dumping there, but besides that... <laughs> Mr. Toad is uh, in the background putting some binders on the uh, stuck form of Terry. He's like, don't you worry, Frog. Uh, once I'm done tying this one up, we'll just goo her up and then we'll be gone. Yeah, that's, that's not going to work. Um, how can I ungoo Terry? Uh, a lot of time or a powerful solvent. Okay. CD would not have that on hand. So trying to figure out. Did I say CD's loadout was light last session? Or was that just from a previous? I believe you said light, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you may notice while you are looking over at uh, Mr. Toad in that moment that he's speaking, you see that Terry's eyes, which you can still see, are flashing. And at first it looks sort of like Terry's eyes are just flashing because there's an electrical short. But uh, after a moment, you notice that they are flashing in a pattern. Oh, and there's a code? I know what Terry is trying to say. You can try to find out if you do some kind of roll to decipher it. Okay, so a study. Sure. Yeah, you're in a desperate situation here, but I think the effect of that would be standard because CD's got an analytical mind. Okay, so a five there, which means there'll be a a consequence here, but you are able to decipher the message from Terry. It says stall, 
stall. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. So, did you guys ever come here? A twinkle Park? Yeah, when we're still open. Oh, yeah. I love the teacup ride. My favorite. CD is slowly backing away from them, but it's kind of like has their hands behind their back. And it's kind of like, yeah, so, you know, like way back when, before everything got as terrible as it was, I knew someone. Their name was Riley. They were uh, a partner. And we used to talk about what we were going to do when we had a kid. And one of those things was Riley would talk about their local amusement park they would go to and how that was one of their childhood memories. <sighs> Unfortunately, Riley never got to bring Sarah here. That's a real shame. It was. It really was. I hope you gentlemen won't mind us staying here for a little bit. I'd like to just take it in again before I get into shutdown or whatever they're going to do to me. This sounds like a roll. Okay, uh, gosh, I don't have a consort or a sway, but... I mean, it definitely sounds like a sway. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a doctor and not a social person. Liar. Family family. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I guess you're not technically lying, but you are no. lying about your intent here. Yeah. Okay. So where did uh, where did CD learn how to uh, sway a person in this way? Well, um, as aforementioned, CD was a parent, and she had to convince her daughter that shots or immunizations weren't terrifying, and that those needles were very helpful. And okay, that's not exactly a lie, but that was convincing someone of something they didn't believe. Mm-hmm. So that is where CD picked them. Up. All right. So you can push yourself and roll with your doctor rating. Uh, the consequence of the five that you had back there was I started Mystery Bad Clock 2 up here. Oh, no. Well, at least it won't be Whiskey Tango again. It's me, Whiskey Tango 2. <laughs> <laughs> they say it takes two to tango. That's okay. the sequel. Is this That's season des- three? Is this still desperate? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. And don't forget to be marking experience when you roll this desperate stuff. Right. Lots of fives. Yep. Motion for that to be a baby crit. Yeah. <laughs> the wee baby crit. So I'm going to tick mystery bad clock two once okay. as a consequence of the five. Quick question. What if my yep. insight is maxed out now? Uh, then you level up Yep. in the insight. Right now? You could put a point in one of the sub things. You can put a point anywhere in insight right now. Okay. And I have another tick there. Okay. Awesome. So now CD is better at studying. Good. You thought so hard. Yeah. Okay. And... So, Frog the Bounty Hunter, you see there's a, gl- a glistening in his giant round eyes, and uh, he sits back on his haunches and puts his uh, Liefeld gun over his knobbly knees. He says, oh, all right, you can have a few more minutes before we take you in. Don't like there's in any rush. Oh, sounds good. And he stops moving backwards. Uh, Mr. Toad finishes tying up the Terry proxy body that you're with, and uh, he looks up after a minute and he says, Frog, darling. Yes, Mr. Toad. Do, do you hear that? Do I hear what? I heard something on on the horizon, just the edge of my hearing. Is it one of the old uh, carnival rides moving in the wind or whatever, like creaking? Because that happens a lot. I don't, I don't think so. It's kind of spooky. It's one- now that you mention it, I do hear something. Strange noise sounds almost like a motorcycle. Yeah, by the way, I was wondering, is there a bounty out on my front here? Oh, well, you know, we can always strip it down for parts. Oh. Quite a fancy chassis they got there. Yeah. Yeah, I think at this point, a motorcycle does indeed appear, ramping up over a piece of old junked amusement park debris. Uh, Zora, you see the situation in front of you. You've already been seeing it through the eyes of the Terry Proxy as you got closer. The Terry Proxy you're riding was able to tap into the video feed from this one. So you've been seeing and hearing everything in these past couple of minutes. What do you do as you ramp up into the air? 
Okay, so I actually have some questions because I was looking at the character sheets trying to figure out what everyone looked like. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea what CD looks like because CD's image is of a CD and the description is ancient. <laughs> so is CD literally a CD? No, no. Uh, that's sadly not. I'm trying to. You would you would be seeing CD's chassis, CD's real world robot body. So if you want to describe what Zora sees, uh, hold on, hold on one second as I Google their chassis again, which is I had mentioned before their second uh, type chassis um, looks a lot like Gamma Even O Two from Sonic Adventure, uh, Gamma from also known as E One O Two from Sonic Adventure, but. Not I got an arm, just two regular robot hands. Gotcha, I lift him up. Okay, yeah, so... Does this chassis of CD still have the jackal head? Um... Or was that only on the chassis you lost? It was on the chassis they lost, but I believe that there is, like, a jackal, like, almost tattoo or design on the back. Okay. Or in place of where the numbers are on Gamma. Okay. So that's, that's kind of the front. And can I get a description of everyone else as well, just so that I have a good understanding of what Zora's looking at? Yeah, so the Terry proxy looks the same as the one you're on, but it's in like encased in goop right now. Mr. Toad is wider than he is tall, and he is essentially a robot toad head with uh, spindly robot arms and legs coming out of it, holding a goo gun, like a, a large-mouthed cannon attached to a tank of goo hooked up to his back. A frog the Bounty Hunter, in his robot body, looks like, like a battle toad, but robotic. So wait, really quick question. If we're in Twinkle Park in outside of the sim, then it's not a park. It's just old rundown buildings. Yeah. Inside the sim, it is a old, rusted, artifacting amusement park. Yeah, it's a haunted amusement park. <laughs> In the sim, but uh, Zora can't access the sim. So it's just, uh, you're like a, an abandoned lot with some half-ruined buildings. So it's very confusing to you that they are talking about it as if it is an amusement park when it does not look like that. Okay. All right. So what does Zora do? You're, we're in bullet time. You're in the air on, your, uh, on the back of your motorcycle in this power armor that Terry has encased you in as life support. God. Um, she's n never met CD or any of these people. So she has, she has no idea who these people are or, or what's going on down here other than what she's overheard. Is that correct? Is she? I'm sure Terry would have filled you in on the basics on the way. Like CD is a doctor. Mm -hmm. They are wanted for trading in body parts illegally, but they, they have been doing that, but not in the way that the media says they have. Uh, so uh, there's a huge bounty on CD's head. Okay. CD has been trading body parts. Sorry, just to clarify, Terry would know that CD has been trading in body parts to help the resistance. This is before we knew about what the resistance actually was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was really confused there. I was like, wait, are we, are we <laughs> team good or team bad? Are we the baddies? The resistance <laughs> is very good at seeming like they're team good. Yeah. All right. Um, where exactly are they? You said they just landed? Uh, you're on a motorcycle in the air. Mr. Okay. Toad and Mr. Frog are sort of flanking CD in a triangular formation. Okay, so then can I have us land? Yep. All right, and then can I have him unpeel me out of the armor? Uh, there's no life support here, so okay. you would you could, but you'd die. <laughs> okay, so I'm stuck in the... Okay, got it. All right. All right, am I still able to communicate just fine? Like, with the outside world with this on? Of course, yep. Oh, okay. Um, so they're going to go ahead and, and land and Zora will arrive with Terry and land down. Is it possible for us to land near CD? You can land near CD. You can land on them. You can 
skid to a halt. You could you could land on uh, frog, or which one is that? <laughs> yeah, frog. You could do a sweet flip. You know, you've got a ramp, you've got speed, you've got anime action. Okay, so we could literally land on one of them and potentially squish them. Yeah. Oh, that would be lovely. Heck Thank yeah. you. All right. Super metal of you. I originally created Frog as a reference to the character from Chrono Trigger, and then Arp ruined it with that accent. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Frog the bounty hunter. Frog. <laughs> the big bad frog. Okay, I'm going to put in a clock for the bounty hunters here, and the two of you can uh, decide. Uh, Zora, you can decide if you want to crash into them with your motorcycle. Do you think that's a driving role, a helm role, or is that a fighting role? Scrap? What feels right to you? That's a good question. Let me uh, pull up my sheet really quick. Do you feel like, sorry, are you using the motorcycle as a weapon, or are you using the motorcycle as a motorcycle? <sighs> let's use the motorcycle as a weapon. That's so going to be scrap then. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and land it on Frog if we can help it. Okay. Rest in peace already. They did not see you coming. You're in a controlled situation and your effect here, because you are a large person on a big motorcycle and you are coming down from the air is going to be great. So controlled great, which is the best role you can have. <laughs> oh, geez. Good thing. All right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. So you got a, you got a four there, which means that there is a success. I'm going to put a tick on the bounty hunters clock here. So your motorcycle lands on top of frog, the bounty hunter, and uh, it like, leaves tire marks all over his face and like his head big bulbous head like um but then you crash into the ground in front of frog and you're sent tumbling from your motorcycle like going end over end ass over tea kettle as it were as you wipe out there uh, and you take the uh level two harm road rash can i resist you can always resist all right that'll be prowess oh okay so that means you take three stress but the uh Road rash is mitigated by the power armor that you're wearing, and you're able to like turn the roll into a controlled flip and get onto your feet, skid back a bit. You are now over behind Mr. Toad there, and the motorcycle that you are on is crashed in the middle here. Um, CD has noted the size of Zora and is like, oh, wow, it's another tall drink of water. Gee, where are they finding these people? <laughs> oh, you scamp, you. <laughs> Hi, I'm CD. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, Zora. Ooh, nice name. Thank you. Probably not the best time to be having this conversation, though. Sorry, I'm just kind of a talker. Uh, Frog is getting his gun back off of his knees and standing up, rubbing at his head. Uh, he takes his hand away and sees there's that asphalt burned rubber stuff on his finger, and he goes, Oh, I just got me waxed. <laughs> He'll pay for that. And he begins getting uh, his... Ridiculous life health cannon ready. Mr. Toad uh, has his goo cannon and he's looking back and forth between CD and Zora trying to decide who to goo up next. Uh, CD, you have a minute here if you want to act. Okay, CD is going to attack Toad or kind of attack. CD is going to use their syringes and applicators to do a stun uh, <laughs> and immobilize Toad. Okay, so you're going after Mr. Toad. Yeah. Do you have some type of solution in there that will immobilize mechanical structures like robotic bodies? Yeah, that's what it is. It's basically, it's okay, it's technically a hacking tool. Okay, but you're it's, declaring that as part of your load. Yeah, well, I want to say that it's 
a syringe an applicator because that's okay yeah that's part kind of, your, of what it sure. is yeah it's part of my kit so this would uh, for standard effect this would be scrap oh uh, okay do you have a different uh do you have a different approach you want to use mm-hmm. it can't be doctor it'd be limited effect if it was doctor mm, let me think what if actually cd goes over there and does toad have the handcuffs toad doesn't because toad used them on the terry proxy okay mr frog has has uh, binders out okay well i guess maybe cd will go over and scramble with frog to get the binders on him uh him They're, these are both okay him. okay <laughs> okay so scramble to a position or away from danger lift run climb jump or swim traverse harsh environments i don't i don't know okay i don't know about that one that might be because scramble is kind of running away and you're running towards here okay it might seem like not the best fit here like it would probably be no effect if you're trying to scramble uh you could if you want to use your syringes you could maybe make an argument for this being uh, a doctor role that it would be yeah. slightly less effect well that's okay like if you want to syringe him cd is or i could do drugs cd also could have drugs <laughs> that's not what winners do winners don't inject someone but if you get high enough you'll be above the influence no 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 cd is going to inject them with cyber heroin all right some type of cyber are you injecting malware because that would be like a hacking role yeah uh i guess we might say is that okay walk me through what this action looks like so what is it that you actually want to do i'm trying to figure this out okay i don't have hack I don't, I only have Dr. Scramble, Skulk, Attune, Study, and Rig. Mm-hmm. CD's not good fight. No, you can push yourself, take a devil's bargain. Maybe uh, Zora can assist you, or you could set up Zora using a setup action. Okay. You have two gambits. Okay, CD's going to set up for Zora by doing the doctor of the drugs or other injector which the injecting whatever it is sedative as a doctor okay and who are you doing this on frog or mr toad um mr toad okay so you're going to do a setup action on mr toad which will help to improve the position or effect of zora's next action which is how setup actions work yeah yes okay just want to make sure that we're doing that so set up set up another character with your action if you achieve it any team members who follow through on your maneuver get plus one effect or improved position. Yeah. So this is a, we said this is going to be a doctor role mm-hmm. because you're injecting them. I think it's still going to be limited effect, but we'll give it a try all the same. So risky limited or desperate? Risky limited because they're not looking at you right now. Someone just crashed a motorcycle into this party. Okay. Oh, six. Yes. Nice. Well done. Nice. So that has set up Zora. I'm not going to use it to tick because it's not an action. It's a setup which is a different thing. But uh, Zora, you have been set up. The injection goes into Mr. Toad's uh, giant toad head and his movements become sluggish. And he's like, oh, what's going on here? All right. Time for Zora to scrap. She's going to take out her uh, giant sword and uh, get to scrapping while she still has the advantage. Okay. All right. Um, So we're risky position. Yeah, so you would you would be risky standard. Okay. Uh, but the setup action means that you can make it, you can move it to controlled position, or you can have risky great effect. What is better to have here? I would say great effect. Okay. 
So that will help you fill up this clock faster. Got it. Okay. You got a five. Okay. I'm going to, as a consequence, tick mystery bad clock two. Uh, and you're at great effect. So I'm going to add some ticks here. Ooh, ooh. Okay. So you're just swinging your blade at Mr. Toad? Yep. Okay. So your blade smacks into Mr. Toad and uh, his armor is actually very tough. So rather than cleaving him apart, uh, it actually sends him bouncing and he bounces right over the smoldering wreck of the Terry motorcycle that you arrived on and uh, collides with uh, Frog and the two of them go down in a heap, which is, you know, tangled limbs and so on. They're, they're kind of stuck together uh, and not in the way they like to be. They're sort of struggling to extricate themselves so that they can try and get this bounty. So if either of you wants to follow up or if you're going to run away, uh, either option is good right now. It's up to you. But the amiibos are set up? They're set up. They're running around somewhere in this park. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should get out of here now. I think that's a good idea. Um, Can CD like lift the other Terry or at least try? Uh, it's pretty stuck to the ground, but uh, the Terry... It's, you see its eyes flashing, and because you've already decoded it, you see it says, go, go, go. Without you? It just keeps flashing, go. Okay, and um, CD's gonna, like, go over, I guess we gotta get out of here. Terry says to go. Go back to camp. Then let's go. Do you mind if I... This is a good time for scramble. Yeah, <laughs> CD's gonna, like, look at the motorcycle and be like, do you mind if I'm on the back and I hold on to you? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay. Just want to check. I know some people don't like to be touched. Um, and CD tries to like loop onto uh Zora in like the most delicate, nice way, like trying to hold on to her shoulders. Okay. So you climb up onto uh Zora's back and the power armor that she's wearing shifts and changes and basically turns you into a little backpack for Zora. Well, that's fun. That's cute. Do you want this to be a group action or an assisted action or just one person rolls for scramble to get out of here? Um, how much stress are you at, Trudy? Um, I am three short of max. Okay. Yeah, that's not good. I'm four short, but I wouldn't mind leading if you want. Yeah, sure. What's your scramble at? I have one tick. Okay. I've got two ticks in my scramble. So you don't have to be good at an action to lead a group action. Got it. So yeah. how exactly do group actions work? In this case, the reason you would be, it would make sense for you to lead the group action is because you're the one doing the running. Yeah. But a group action is everybody involved rolls the same action mm -hmm. and uh, you take the highest roll overall out of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then if there are any failed rolls, the group leader takes one stress per failed roll. Okay. Yeah. So I'm well, that, taking lead does make sense for me. How do you, how do you feel about that? Well, I was just thinking that since maximum I would be getting two more stress or one, um, then I we would either be equal or whatever. So I that's why I thought I would lead mm -hmm. just so that it, we wouldn't be overbearing you. But whatever you want to do, let let me go ahead and take the lead, and then um, I'll go ahead and roll my scramble. Okay. Okay. So you're both you're still in a risky position. You know, they, they are entangled, but they do both still have projectile weapons and they are both highly trained bounty hunters with hundreds of years of experience. So you're still in a risky position. I think this will be because you've got that power armor that's boosting your jumps here. Probably great effect. Got it. And I roll as well. Pass. Ouch. Okay, that's still a success. A four is still a success. Did I, am I supposed to? Yeah, you both roll. Okay. Five. So the highest is a five. This is great effect. So that fills the bounty hunter's clock, meaning that you have dealt with that obstacle. 
in this case by knocking them over and then running away. As a consequence of it being a mixed success, not a full success, I am going to tick Mystery Bad Clock 2 one more time. The two of you escape as you are running out of this uh, lot that is in the sim, a um, amusement park. You hear behind you the sound of two large explosions as Terry's proxy bodies self-detonate rather than fall into enemy hands. It's okay, Terry has more, but it does suck to lose these. (laughs) 